first of all, I, I think uh, the, the reason that, that we're all in such a mess, I would say individually and uh, as a as a community of uh, our living beings together, is the, that we've been really trained to become slaves. Uh, we have not been taught to be in touch with our own power. In fact, we're very carefully taught to not be aware of who we are. Self-esteem is very, very dangerous to those who control us because, um, remember, as Martin Luther King said, uh, you can only ride on a man's back as long as he's bent over. But if he starts to stand up and express his own self-esteem, then you can't ride on him anymore. So the powers that be have, have seen fit to ride on us, so they have to keep us feeling uh, weak and disempowered uh, and believing that the only way uh, that we can get anything for ourselves is to, uh, is to, is to buy whatever the latest product is that, uh, that the media sells us, that tells us that that's where we're going to find happiness or that we have to wear the current fashion or um, do the latest big thing rather than to look within ourselves and discover who we are discover what true health is all about. So we've been really uh, denied the information that we need very systematically, not by a person. I'm not blaming any person. It's the system that we live under. It's the way we, the way we educate people, the way the schools educate people, uh, what we learn and what we've learned in our families, uh, what we learn in, in, in our community, what our what the teenage crowd and MTV teaches us is who we're supposed to be and, and what we're supposed to be. And in so doing, it, it uh, saps what used to be called the moral fiber from ourselves, a sense that there's something that really magnificent within each of us. There's a, there's a healer within each of us, and there's a leader within each of us, and that we can lead our lives differently. And if we lead our lives differently, we avoid being sick. We create success in our lives. And we begin to create success and high performance in our families and, and in our communities. And ultimately, we can do that in our world if we discover who we are and are willing to express ourselves as we are. And uh, secondly, of course, uh, you know, what we do is we take very poor care of ourselves physically. We don't eat or exercise right. We don't make sure that we replace the, the vitamins and necessary foods, uh, food substances that are leached out of the, of the uh, prepared foods um, that we're forced to eat nowadays. Um, we, we don't nourish ourselves emotionally by learning what loving, intimate relationship is and um, develop our, developing our relationships in that way. Uh, we don't nurture ourselves mentally by exposing ourselves to, to high-quality thinking. We don't take care of ourselves behaviorally in terms of how we deal with our environment, how we deal with, uh, with the people in our environment. We don't treat people with love or respect appreciation or acknowledgement. 
we don't keep people aware of the beauty that is inside of each one of them. And as a result, we get sick mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, behaviorally, and socially. And eventually it shows up in a way we can't deny, either as high blood pressure or arthritis or cancer or asthma or rash or you name it. And then we go to the doctor. And, of course, it's kind of like driving your car around, but, you know, never bothering to check your oil until finally the engine seizes up and you call the mechanic and says, okay, I have to replace your motor. And so in order to, you know, avoid a $25 uh, you know, or, or changing of the oil, or maybe to to check it once a month, or something like that. And we have a five thousand dollar bill for replacing the the motor, or the heart, or the kidney, or having a surgery on your stomach, or taking medication that costs you three or four hundred dollars a month. Uh, you know, that's a terrible failure. And if you're lucky, if you're really lucky, you have one of the few physicians left who will actually speak to you about your health and about your responsibility to yourself, hmm. to your body, to your emotions. Could I ask you, could I ask you to, uh, I appreciate that overview, could I ask you to, um, to address a philosophical issue that, that in it, its end stage directly attaches to what you're discussing? Say that again? I would like to ask you a philos- uh, to address a philosophical issue. About? What you just said, taking uh-huh. responsibility, and see if uh, see if this makes any sense to you. All right. Uh-huh. I I answer a lot of emails, and this morning I answered an email to a couple artists who uh, took issue with something I was saying about Katrina. I'm going to say it again, and uh-huh. and it's all in the context. We choose to listen only to what we can understand in the context of our own belief system. So a hundred people listening to the same thing said will have a hundred different things they're going to tell you they heard. You only said one thing. Here is my point, and I made it the other day. I want to make it again, but maybe you could address it as well. Mm -hmm. I believe that Katrina was really an example of everything that's wrong with the individuals and the government and the larger community within our society. And here's what I mean. First, my major point, point is... We don't do anything preventatively in our society if we can help it. We would rather wait till there's a catastrophe till we're then forced to. And then, more often than not, we act like victims, wanting someone else to take responsibility. Why didn't you warn? Why didn't you do something? Instead of asking, why didn't we do something? Now, I'm using this in the largest context. I'm using it the same way that there's an article today showing that pregnant women uh, in fact, it's right here, and I'll just read you the title. I'm, I'm connecting many points. It says, this is, quote, Obesity linked to birth de- defects. Women who are obese when they conceive are more likely to have babies with birth defects than mothers in normal st- studies. And then it goes on to talk about what those birth defects are, and that's after interviewing uh, 15,000 women and are really serious birth defects we're talking about. And yet... You ask the average woman who's overweight, are you going to lose weight and keep that weight off and eat healthy and live healthy in order to have a healthier child? The vast majority will not do so. And yet when the consequences happen that the child is born with a defect, possibly one that will be there the rest of their lives, then there's this sense of, why me? Why did this happen? And I'm asking, why not you? Since you had a choice, you chose not to act on it, or you chose not to know. And I believe that we should take responsibility for what we choose not to know, mastering the art of not 
learning, mastering the art of not wanting to know the truth about anything that would in any way impact upon our ideologies, our beliefs, religious, political, social, racial, ethnic. And by choosing what we won't learn, we automatically then have to base everything upon what we do know. Now, let me go back to Katrina. When I was in New Orleans, many times, I made it a point and even told this audience, that city is going to have a major disaster. They've destroyed the outer, outer uh, islands. They're no longer there. They made them into developments. They're building right on the beaches, clear down that whole Atlanta, uh, Gulf Shore. There's nothing to protect them from a Category 3, 4, 5 hurricane. The city is six feet minimally underwater, under sea level, and the levees are not high enough. They're short, they're short by eight feet, and they haven't been fixed or upgraded in over 30 years. Did that do anything? No. When we saw that the hurricane was coming, there were five days that we were watching this. Everyone knew it was coming. I'm suggesting that people who are responsible would have taken it upon themselves to see, all right, if this hits, what is the likely outcome to me and my family, and what can I do? Now, there are people who have no choice. Those who are in hospitals, nursing homes, those who do not have a capacity to care for themselves, that represents about 7% of the total population affected. An awful lot of people could have gotten out of harm's way if they chose to, but instead, they felt, for whatever their reasons, it wouldn't be that bad, they would survive, the system would be there, without actually seeing there was no system there. There was no there there. And did they choose to know that? Now, how many of those people then had everything destroyed, went th- in, in, including human life, and didn't learn the lesson of it? In fact, one of the very first things was, we're going to rebuild. And I'm asking, Why? Why rebuild in the same place when it was not the place to be living to begin with? Now, all last week I was talking about people are living in places you simply should not live. Because if not today, then at some point in the near future, within our lifetimes, those environments will be declared non-sustainable, including Southern California, much of Arizona. In fact, there are 14 states that are so dry and are so environmentally precarious that they represent a tipping point for anyone living in them, meaning you're living there at your peril. Now, we saw this past year all those beautiful multi-million dollar homes up in Montana go up in flames. Why? Because states dry. We saw people losing homes in the forests in California. Why? Driest state in hi- driest record in history for the state since 1870. We saw people's homes being lost in mudslides. Yet those are people consider themselves a victim, a victim of nature, a victim of, of uh, the mud, a victim of the rain. Never once a victim of their own inertia and their own, in a, their own lack of desire to live at a higher level of awareness. It's almost like a person getting in, taking off their shorts, walking barefoot in a, in a bush where you know that there are some coral snakes, copperheads, rattlesnakes, and cobras. Then you get bitten and you scream, my God, why didn't you protect me? From whom? At what point do we have the courage to admit that we are a nation in a fast track of losing responsibility for the choices we make and expecting other people to be responsible. And when they're not, we blame them for not being responsible for us. And instead of saying, do I have any responsibility whatsoever at any point in life for any choice I make? 
And right now the answer is no. You can drink, smoke, overeat. You can become obese. You can be a a beater, a mugger, a rapist. Don't care what you do. Someone's going to find a reason why it's not your fault. And I'm saying, take a look around. You got us into Iraq. The Democrats have kept us in Iraq. They were voted in to get us out. They have completely destroyed any confidence. They're capable of doing anything representing honesty. Every single place we turn and look at why something's wrong is because we've refused to intervene and say, I'm no longer going to support you. If you know that eating more than what your body can consume is going to cause overweight, then why would you eat and who is then in effect causing this problem? And we'll say, well, I didn't know I was going to, I didn't know smoking was going to cause lung. I didn't know that driving without a seatbelt, I didn't know driving in, on, the, on, a, on a cell phone would cause me to kill the guy on the bike. I didn't know that And suddenly it's, I didn't know. And I'm saying, did you want to know? Would you have known? Would you have taken the time to know? And I just don't believe that we are capable of being honest about anything in our society at this moment. I believe we are in such pathological state of disorder, emotionally and spiritually, that we just can't come to grips with why we're not living authentic lives. Instead, we watch, you know, Oprah and other people are supposed to be providing us the pulp instant 12-second uh, tips to the secret and everything else will make our lives all so much more important. Or run off and meditate or go get a colonic. And I'm just saying that we've got to learn some lessons. And it's better starts with the doctors. But the doctors themselves are part of the problem. They're still giving women synthetic hormone replacement therapy, knowing there's a 13% adverse re- reaction, knowing that that's a heart attack, a stroke, breast cancer, ovarian cancer, and dementia, knowing that they just killed or injured 1.3 million women, and not a single one will be held accountable for it. No one will change for it. Last year, the number one cause of death in the United States was medicine. 743,000 people died who didn't have to. 11.5 million were injured who didn't have to. Not a single discussion. No hearings. No reform. No, let's look at the problem, find a solution. In fact, it's just the opposite. Let's give more medicine to more patients with more indifference and get money from the pharmaceutical companies in the process of somehow we, the doctors, don't have to be responsible for the fact our patients are getting sick. The patients don't have to take any responsibility for how they're eating, thinking, living, or acting. And then when Wall Street goes off the deep end, finally, thank God, and finally we have to wake up and say you've been spending like drunken sailors with other people's money and it's finally come back on hedge funds and equity buyouts that you didn't cause a better world, you didn't cause new jobs, you didn't cause stability, you didn't cause sustainability, you just had unmitigated greed, but you were praised and worshipped and idolized for it. Does any of this make sense that somehow we're in one big mess now? Exactly. Does this make sense to you at all? Well, yeah. I, I mean, as you as you well know, my work for forty years has been to teach people how to change that. And the reason it's happening is that we have been trained to believe that we are victims. The system has trained us that way, and until we change our belief systems, this will continue to happen. People will listen to what you're saying, and they'll say. But what can I do? I'm just this little person. I have no power. I'm helpless because we've been trained to believe that we're helpless. I've just finished doing two new programs. As you know, I started making the first relaxation and meditation self-help tapes back in the early 70s. Of course, they're now done on CDs. My two new titles, one is called Permanent Weight Loss. The other one's called Awakening the Leader Within, and it directly addresses what you're, what you're talking about. We've been trained to be victims. If we've spoken up for ourselves in our lives, if we've been independent, 
if we've gotten to know ourselves and refuse to go along with the usual path that everyone says we're supposed to be on, you know, join the gang because everyone's joining the gang, you know, get the job in the corporation because that's what everyone else is doing, step in line, be a doctor, you go, you become a doctor. Instead of being a physician like the physicians that I knew when I started practicing medicine 45 years ago, we listened to patients, we realized that two-thirds to four-fifths of all the illnesses that people have are simply the result of how they're living their lives because they don't know any better. They haven't been taught how to take charge of their lives. And this is then what's necessary. Um, um, the, the situation with Katrina, yeah, of course it's a perfect example. If there's a way that you can avoid spending the money to build those dams, and after all, if they break through, it's just a bunch of black people to die anyway. And and you know they don't bother to, they don't bother to vote, they don't bother to express themselves. So we can get away with taking the risk that even if even if the dams break, even if the levees break and the place floods, then uh, you know we'll be able to get out of it. You know it's not going to hurt us politically. So why do we bother doing it? The people who are living there are feeling like victims. They don't have the knowledge that if, it's like Gandhi said, there's nothing that I have done that any man or woman could not have done if they simply develop the faith in themselves and start to speak their truth so that what you know to be true in your soul, in your heart, that you begin to live your life in that way and that you begin to make sure your behaviors and your voice all express what you know to be inside absolutely that's the that's the key to the whole thing stop being a victim to foment the revolution and seize control of your life once and for all isn't it obvious what's going on now i mean you you take you take the uh, weight control or diets is you know every single women's magazine is promoting the latest the, the diet of this month the beverly hills diet the southern california diet the grapefruit diet Every diet plan makes tons of money, and what happens? A year later, even if people lose weight, they gain it back again because the, the, the point is not in being on this, you know, on this sudden diet that's out there that you get from a woman's in that magazine on the next page is teaching you how to make the greatest new German chocolate cake. The whole system is designed in order to extract money from people and we go out and work. We're the wage slaves, and then we spend our money to buy things that we get addicted to instead of discovering how to go on a healthy diet and live a healthy lifestyle. And then you lose the weight you need to, to lose, and it doesn't come back on again because you're not on a diet because you're changing yourself in a positive way. Or back in the 70s, we had the Arab oil embargo, we waited in, in for hours in line to get gasoline. We said, oh, my gosh, you know, we're in trouble if these guys can de decide that they're angry with us and crank the price of oil up, and all of a sudden we can't fill our cars up. And so how did we respond to that? As soon as the gas prices went down, we went out and bought SUVs that used twice as much gas. There's no sense of responsibility. There's no sense from within most people that every choice that we make it's a choice to lead our lives, to lead our families, and to lead our communities either in a positive direction or a negative direction. And you know, it's like the Chinese used to say, 
if we do not change our direction, we're going to end up where we're headed. And where we're going in this handbasket doesn't look awfully good at all. We're really approaching a crisis at a personal level, at a community level, and at a global level, and it's time for people to change. And I think that's what you're talking about. That's my thought. That is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people having the courage to stop listening to the cult of the professionals. That's right. And start trusting that there is something innate within themselves that can right. allow them to get... I shouldn't have to tell someone, friend, you shouldn't be taking a, a nap in the middle of a freeway. Uh, you're likely to get hurt. Now, yeah. I had, you know, and, and I don't want someone to say, well, no one told me. I, I'm so tired of everyone mastering the excuses instead of mastering the solutions because the same energy will go into both. It's just you're going to have a completely different outcome if all you do is find reasons why to stay a Democrat, why to stay a Republican, instead of saying, why don't I just look for the truth and whoever's most likely to be the person that's going to serve the best interest and the truth is the person you should vote for, not the person because of the label and my association with that label. We're just so hung up on labels today. So that's what I'm looking for. And, and to finish off this thought with you, and then I want you to have a closing thought here. I believe that doctors are sworn with the, into medicine with the Hippocratic Oath. Today, with our system, I feel that it's more like a hypocritic oath. And I believe that the fundamentals are no longer there. The time and energy, I think managed care is a complete disaster. I interviewed a, I, I, I interviewed a physician, an MD, PhD, uh, from John Hopkins in Harvard last week. I interviewed her in Chicago. I filmed her. And she said that she's going to have to stop practicing medicine, at least as she knew it. And I said, why? She said, well, because last week she got a check for one penny, one for six cents, 26 cents, 66 cents, 53 cents. And I said, what do you mean? She said, well, I saw five patients. I treated them all for an hour using a combination of orthodox and alternative medicines. And this is what I was reimbursed. And I said, that's it? No other fees? She said, no other fees. And I said, how could someone give you just a penny? And her answer was this because there was no, long, no lower denomination they could give me. And that's what's happened to managed care. And even the people advocating a universal care, even Hillary Clinton, she might advocate universal care, but she does not advocate a single pair. I advocate a single pair. Responsible people advocate a single pair. She still wants all those seven, uh, 455 people who helped her put together her original Clinton health care plan, the hospitals, the insurance companies, the pharmaceutical industries, to be a major part of that, in which case then the system costs three times more. And then you look and the Democrats saying, oh, we'll get behind her plan. Why not look at what her plan is? Why not look at what a good plan would be? Why don't the doctors, 720,000, stand up and protest? Why don't they go on strike for a week? Because they can't afford it. They're under the control of Wall Street. Medicine runs, medicine is run by the financial community. Doctors have abdicated their power to the power of the dollar. Now, I've written seven books about this. My most recent is called uh, Deep Healing. And in that book, um, I described everything that's falling apart in medicine. It's perfectly clear. Uh, and what I've been trying to get people to do is to pay attention to we have to empower ourselves. If people come to my website, drmiller.com, D-R-M-I-L-L-E-R.com, I've got over 70 programs to teach people how to lose weight, how to stop smoking, how to take control of their lives, how to perform at their maximum the way 
Olympic athletes do and how to stop being the victim and take control of your life. And it doesn't cost anything, nowhere near what it costs even for the gas to get to the doctor's office. And you can change your life completely. But it has to do with being able to get quiet and to take a listen to that voice of wisdom which is inside. To be able to act wisely is to make a choice today that you're going to look back on in a week or a month or a year and say, I'm glad I made that choice. And to learn how to make that choice in terms of what you eat, in terms of how you conduct your life, in terms of how you treat other people, and in terms of how you talk to yourself. Give up already with the shame and the blame and the self-criticism and the guilt and the resentment and the anger and the anxiety and the fear already. That's what's controlling you. You have the power to change your mind. You have the power to change your emotions. You have a power to guide your behaviors and to do all of that with wisdom and so that each day you grow stronger, each day you grow more healthy, and each day you have more power in your life and you begin to change the world that you live in. Because if we don't change it, we're in for a big mess. And that may mean moving to a place where you're safer. It may mean changing to a job where you feel some respect from the people that you're with. It may have to be with rising up to your full height and saying, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Hey. This is my life, <laughs> I and said I'm going to be in charge <laughs> of it. And that's what people need to learn to do. I appreciate that. That's exactly what I said on my Friday show. I said, go back to that movie, Network, written by Patty Chayefsky and starring uh, Peter Finch and, and, uh, uh, and who else? Uh, Faye Dunaway and uh, William Holden. When he find, if, you, if you read the script of that, it would be like someone talking about what's wrong in our society today. That film's 30 years old. And you've got to get mad. I, I want to get people mad so they can at least get focused and come out of this malaise they're in. And also stop listening to everything and seeing everything with a biased eye. Go to neutral. See something for what it actually is, not what ideally you would like to make it and not what you have been conditioned to believe it is. Get over your biases. Get over your prejudices. Get over your fears and insecurity and just look at something for what it is. Only when you see something for what it is can you then have a perspective on how to impact it. That's right. And if we just, for example, one last thing, if we just, for example, every day stop watching television and stop buying and send a letter or an email to the station saying, I no longer am going to support your radio station, your television station, your magazine, because you're advertising products that uh, do not promote health. They actually cause destruction of health to humans or the environment. One person, you would say, who cares? Well, what if one person tells another person, and then you get a million people stop watching? That gets people's attention. Whether they like it or not, if it affects the bottom line, they will make change in time. So one person does make a difference, but you first have to make the difference. You have to realize you shouldn't be buying things you're not going to consume, and stop buying things you don't need. Just stop. Put a moratorium. If you don't need it, if it's not essential, don't buy it. All right, and, and to and to take charge of your own life, and use your email. Let other people know what you think and feel. Put your thoughts out there, and gradually, our whole community of thought is going to change. I agree. I'm, again, I'm just going to ask you: ask your listeners. Come to drmiller.com, drmiller.com. There's a whole university of free information there. 
that people can learn how to find that power inside so that they realize that what you're saying is exactly what they should be doing and, and to realize how powerful they are. Well, we will certainly put the word out, and I thank you for coming on, being a part of this series, and I look forward to our next conversation together. Great. Good talking with you again, Gary. Have a good day. Take care. And that's a continuation of our series on Conversations with Remarkable Minds, Dr. Emmett Miller, M-I-L-L-E-R, and you can go to his website.